Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about podcast on isospin. So there's spin in um, atomic physics, which is of electrons and protons, and that's a, a hidden dimension, so it's actually physically not spinning. So already spin is a concept beyond um, the realms of the everyday. So if you um, just go up, don't do science or don't do physics, or even if you do school and science and school size physics, you'll think that spin is actually turning something around. Now, it so happens that uh, you go into higher dimensions, when you go into atomic physics, you have spin, and uh, uh, you go e into even higher dimensions when you go into um, something called. Um, isospin or quarks and of course that's only related to spin in that it's related uh, to spin uh, in that it's related and uses the same sort of matrix maths and it's even less related to something physical that you can measure. So isospin is a pure quantum mechanical number so you can have charge which you can observe um, you know, the direction it goes in a magnetic field, um, parity, depends how the direction of angles in particles coming out will give you the idea of parity. Time reversal, CPT, um, isospin is actually a pure quantum number and doesn't have a, a unit. So spin has a unit of angular momentum, but it's literally amazing. It comes in Isospin is even more deeply involved in the symmetry. So, um, uh, electron is an elementary particle. So, if it's an elementary particle, it's got no moving parts. It's only got properties. Isospin is the property of a quark, and quarks are of, a, of part of the zoo of standard model particles, which relate to SU3, which is our standard symmetry, merged with SU2, which is a symmetry simpler than the symmetry we live in, but but still really bizarre. So I'm just going to read the Wikipedia article on isospin. It says, in nuclear physics and particle physics, isospin is a quantum number related to the strong interaction. So all our interactions that we have every day are... Um, the uh, electromagnetic res um, interaction when um, we see a lightning bolt or the uh, gravity interaction you've got other other forces uh, which is um, strong and I think there's I say there are four forces there's the weak uh, the um, strong gravity and electrical because the weak uh, and strong have um, vector uh, um, by vector bosons. So um, there are four, five, there's five bosons. There's um, uh, there's the photon which has got spin one. It can be, it carries an angular momentum spin in it. The boson 
um, the W and Z bosons for the weak force. Uh, I think they carry spin one, and they've got charge. Two of them have a charge. W bosons have a charge plus or minus. And uh, then you've got the Higgs particle, which is spin zero. That's an interesting particle. And it's a complex particle. It's, uh, its components in its matrix are complex. So it has the ability to be... Um, it's one of these amazing things. It's a complex particle, but it has got a, a scalar, a non-zero expectation value. So it pervades the entire universe. Very interesting to, to go across. Let's read this. More specifically, isospin symmetry is a subset of flavor symmetry. Uh, seen more broadly in interactions of baryons and mesons. Okay, baryons and mesons are quarks, and um, isospin is um, uh, just a, a way of saying whether it's uh, an up or down quark, which is important. Then you've got the colour. Are they red, green, yellow, I think it is? and red, green, anti-yellow for antiparticles. So there's six possible colours that a quark can come in. If it's a real quark, red and yellow, red, uh, red, blue, yellow, if it's a, um, is it red, blue, yellow? I'm not quite sure, it might be green. I think it's blue. Um, uh, for a quark and the anti-colours, that's the uh, flameless flavor symmetry and that's from this to get the SU3 3 by 3 matrix is to is a, it's a color code sort of like a guide um, so people may not be able to do the matrix algebra but they know how to mix colors so that's sort of a short across here an isospin is one of those basic things that you really need to know the name of the concept contains the term spin because its quantum mechanical description is mathematically similar to angular momentum. In particular, the way it couples, for example, a proton-neutron pair can be coupled either in a state of total isospin 1 or 0. But unlike angular momentum, it's a dimensional quantity. It's not actually a type of spin. So um, that is interesting. So I didn't think about isospin. It actually uh, goes for the spin of the whole nucleus. And so uh, you can have a um, can have a uh, just I suppose you can have an isospin. I don't know whether that changes the energy of it. That would be interesting. Um, so if you've got a proton and a neutron, those isospins can be together. Now, a neutron and a proton together, when they get together, they physically look like one particle. Neutron, proton, put together. Uh, because it's a wave function, the neutron is average position 0, 0, 0, proton 0, 0, 0. It's a similar thing goes for a hydrogen atom. The average position of the electron and the proton are exactly the same. But you can have it, um, uh, their spins not aligned. Now, they're coupled to spins uh, coupled by angular momentum and magnetic field. Uh, there's no um, property of spin, so I'd don't know how the ice spin goes. It would just mean that um, when you collide, say, a deuterium with something 
some of the reactions will go for the spin coupled one way, the spin the other way. I don't know if there's anything going across. Um, uh, but unlike angular momentum, it's a dimensionless quantity and uh, is not actually any type of spin. It's actually not related to, to something that we normally observe in the universe. Etymologically, the term is derived from isotopic spin, a confusing term which is similar to nuclear physicists, which is um, to which nuclear physicists prefer isobaric spin, which is a more precise meaning. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I don't know what isotopic spin is. Isobaric means it's from the same baryon. Which is more precise um, meaning. So a baryon is a neutron, proton, and then a huge zoo about particles made from your strange quarks, up quarks. This has got three. Uh, a baryon has three quarks, a meson has two. So, well, more precisely, a baryon has got an odd number of quarks, a meson has got an even number of quarks. But so a meson's a fermion, and a, a baryon's a Boson fermions got um, a half or two thirds um, uh, angular angular momentum. Just yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't think you can have a be interesting that goes like that. Um, which uh, before the concept of quarks was introduced particles that are affected equally by the strong force but had a different charges e.g. protons and neutrons were considered different states of the same particle but having isospin values related uh, to the number of charge states don't quite understand what that means but yeah, the neutron and proton essentially were considered uh, a neutron was considered um, a spin excitation isospin excitation of uh, a proton, uh, which is not correct. A close examination of isospin symmetry ultimately led directly to the discovery of the understanding of quarks. Development of the Young's Mills theory of isospin symmetry remains an important concept in particle physics. And I've got to go with the Young's Mills theory. I think the Young's Mills theory is just the quark theory. Quark content and isospin. So essentially, an isospin is a counting number as in your quantum numbers count the number of phases, um, node lines in your electron. Yeah, that's your atomic uh, spin, it's just a counting number. Ice spin ultimately comes down to a counting number, but it's just a counting number. That doesn't have a physical property, whereas lots of um, the atomic ones have a direct um, imaginable component with it. The modern formulation of isospin I is defined by a vector quantity uh, in which up or down quarks have a value of I equals a half. So, um, so I equals a half. A third component uh, I cubed, also I3, which is sort of like the Z component, but it's just the component of, of the quark, is minus a half for down quarks and half for quark, up quarks. All other quarks have zero, therefore hadrons in general. So it's 
a mathematical tool, basically. It's a mathematical tool which guides us through the symmetry. So, if you really understood your symmetry, you understand it. I3, which is equivalent to IZ, so when they say, it's interesting that they've got a third dimension, they don't have a Z dimension. So that's That gives you a way. So rather than up, I have three. It's a half, the number of ups minus the number of down quarks. So that's goes. So if a meson could have an I zero or um, be, um, and these on is generally um, got to have a. Uh, I think you can have pions, you have two types of mesons, you can have an up or down meson, and then uh, you can have a K on, which has got the, the, the antiparticle, but um, it's got to have an antimatter stuff. Now, how you can make antimatter is that you've got gluons, the, uh, there's so much energy associated with the gluon that uh, most of the proton, most of the mass there is not quarks, it's the actual gluons where U and D are numbers of up and down quarks, respectively. Possibly this. H2. In any combination of quarks, the third component of isopian spin vector, I3, uh, could either be aligned with the pair of quarks or face the opposite directions, giving you different possible values of total isospin for any combination of quark flavors. Hadrons with the same quark content but different total isospins can be distinguished experimentally verifying that flavor is actually a vector quantity, not a scalar, versus up and down simply being a projection on the quantum mechanical z-axis of flavor space, or the third axis of flavor space. So, this is, comp uh, this is some sort of, some sort of symmetry, I suppose you could call it a gauge for which this operates. For example, a strange quark can be combined with an up and down quark to form a baryon, but no two different ways of isospin values can combine, either adding due to the flavor aligned or canceling. Uh, sorry, there are two differences, um, or canceling due to opposite flavor directions. Um, so there's a flavor space, but there's three types of flavor. It's, it's a little bit complicated. Isospin 1 is the uh, uh, sigma naught. And isopin zero is the alpha naught, but differently experimental detected maths and lives. So these are the same components. So the same star produces this zoo of particles. So you're going to have the three particles together. But and that so I can go so I, I can have a <coughs> a black smarty uh, a say a black jelly bean, a white jelly bean, a yellow jelly bean, the yellow bean jelly bean being strange, and I can pick them pick them together, but they can be two separate different particles. The um, sigma and the lambda, I suppose that is lambda. And lambda naught. The naught means it's got a zero. I just wonder what the charge I think the charge on uh, a strange would be uh, therefore same as an up. Uh, no. Charge on a strange must be minus a third. 
similar to a down, strange and a down must be the same because they look like neutrons. Spin is regarded as a symmetry of a strong interaction under the action of the Lie group SU2 uh, and has two states being uh, the up flavour or the down flavour. So, yeah, okay, so, so it's, it's like, it's exactly like spin. It's an SU2 symmetry, so it's, it's, it's another symmetry added into the quark. So you need the quark to have two things. It's got to have isospin and colour. The isospin is the SU2 and special unitary group 2. Special unitary group 3, you, that's, you think, um, your common pen or something that you hold where SU3 symmetry, so you should understand it. But the way that goes mathematically, you get those three colours coming together. In quantum mechanics, when the Hamiltonian has a symmetry, that symmetry manifests as a set of states that have the same energy. The states are described as being generated. In simple terms, that energy operator for strong interaction gives the same results when the up quark or otherwise an equal down quark are swapped around. Um, so I think that means Albion, uh, which means you can swap operators around. Uh, like the case of regular spin, which is the spin of your electron, but you think the thing is that most people don't understand regular spin. People think regular spin is related to a top whereas more related to a sock than the top. The other spin operator, I, is vector value. Um, it has three components, Ix, Iy, Iz, which coordinates are the same three-dimensional space, whereas before we called it I3, so through Iz. So but the dimensional space is just like a dimensional space for, say, like a bag app dimensions. That's got nothing to do with any imaginable space. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with the physical space, so it goes, except similar mathematical formalism. Isospin of the two uh, um, is described by two numbers, i and uh, the total isospin, and three, the eigenvalue of the iz projection. Okay, well, there you go. I3 is what. So iz is, is a. Um, so i is the total. Ice spin, which is the vector component. Now, the thing is that um, with you can add vectors together in an atom, you can get the orbital angular momentum and the spin angular momentum, and they can either be wobbly or they can be locked together, so they can clip together, so they can be coupled or not coupled strongly to uh, get it out. Um, uh, not an arbitrary projection in the case of spin. Um, okay, so yeah, it is different to spin. It is fundamentally different from atomic spin. This is more a mathematical tool to, get, to help you get the right answer without actually doing maths. Um, so that's interesting. In other words. Uh, I3 state specifies a certain flavour state of a multiple. The third coordinate said to which the three subscript refers is chosen due to a notional 
conventions which uh, relate bases two and three representation spaces. Now we'd spin a half case components i to the polar matrices divided by two and i z uh, equals a half t3 where t3 is um, uh, one zero 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 minus one the uh, the matrix there. So that's why they use three because they're they're taking a spin Pauli matrix matrix. So if you multiply two matrices together, you get a scalar component. So it's unlike the um, z component, which would be I don't know how you get the z component of an R2 space. So that's why it's Z3, because it's the third Pauli matrix. Um, so Okay, so that's why it's R3. It's not, it's really advanced maths. Not advanced maths, but complicated. While forms of the matrices are isomorphic to spin, these Pauli matrices only act within the Hilbert space of isospin, not out of spin. Therefore, it's common to make T rather than sigma uh, s to avoid confusion. So the isospin is t, and it's when it says it's isomorphic, it's got the same maths, but it's got nothing else to do with it. Although isospin symmetry is actually very slightly broken, SU3 symmetry is more badly broken due to a much higher mass of the strange cut compared to the up and down. Okay, so yeah, so uh, you break breaking symmetry is a fairly complex thing. It's got to couple with something else to break symmetry, and symmetry breaking is um, I think the best they come up terms come up with is uh, like a um, white light going through a prism. You get different things, different results coming out through an interaction. SU3 symmetry is to do with the um, is to do with your uh, up, down, strange, charm, top, bottom quarks. It's interesting there. Um, the discovery of a charm and bottomless topless would lead to further expansion up to SU6 flavor symmetry. So. SU6, so special SU means special unitary group, and SU6 is um, can be decomposed to unitary symmetry, SU2, and SU3. Now I, I don't, I must admit, I don't know what SU is. I, I do, I know mostly about SU2. So sorry, guys, which called for all six quarks were identical. However. The very much larger masses of charm top bottom quarks means the SU6 flavor symmetry is very badly broken in nature, at least at low energies. Now, assuming the symmetry leads quantitatively, quantitatively, qualitatively incorrect predictions. Um, modern applications uh, such as lattice QCD isospin symmetry is often treated as exact for three light quarks, uh, while three heavy quarks must be treated separately. So isospin and S is really almost a heavy quark. So where the ice spin that we're learning about um, is for, imagine there's only three types of um, 
quarks and SU3 symmetry. Uh, not six and um, to go across across here. The three, well, the three heavy quarks, CPT, must be treated separately. And that's charm bottom top. They're very heavy quarks, and yeah. So, so uh, I suppose it's another thing that if you've got a stand accelerant uh, atom smasher, you're not going to get. You're just going to get those strange quarks. So, the proof of three quarks. So this is um, so there's lots of things about where I think the maths is too impenetrable, but we found sort of a, a crack in the maths to go to hadron nomenclature. So hadron means a meson or a baryon. Hadron means heavy, thick. Meson and is two quarks. Baryon is three quarks, uh, and it's based on it's based on isospin. So that's how you name different uh, different things. Okay, here's a list of things that that works on. Particles of total isospin, um, three on two. So that would be uh, the next generation of isospin up. Named delta barons can be made by a combination of any three up or down quarks, but only up or down quarks. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that that now makes sense uh, because I, I was thinking that you have a. a oh, no, the delta ones are three ups or three downs. Which, okay, there's nothing, there's nothing limiting the ups and down quarks. So, uh, yeah, it's a, the up and down is, is, is its symmetry in the SU3 space. The particles of total isospin 1 can be made from two up quarks or two down quarks, or one of each. Okay, so there's certain mesons. Um, um, pyrons uh, are... Um, uh, an up and down quark pointing the same direction. Okay, so there's mesons. So you have a second generation mesons, the row meson and um, the um, pion mesons. So you can get three types of. Um, well, I think you can make a meson out of a strange quark as well. I don't know where it goes. Um, particles with additional quark of half over uh, is called a sigma barons. With an, with an additional quark of half, it's, I think that may be wrong. Sigma, I don't quite understand it. A baron has to have a spin of a half, a nicer spin of a half. Now, or also goes is that these have um, standard spin as well. So an up and down quark have a half spin and, and an isospin. Particles of total isospin half can be made from a single up or down quark together with an additional quark from Haver, Haver, Strange, Chaos, Charm, or Bottom. 
just trying to think about this. I think they've got this wrong because a meson has either a zero or one um, staff. Can I have a total? A baron has um, either a half ice spin. I think they've got this wrong. They've marked this up. A single up or down quark together with an additional quark, so half a flavour, um, is called a chai baron. I think they've got this all wrong. In general, Wikipedia articles don't go like this, but I think mesons have zero, as I say, uh, at the very first part, total isopin one can be made from two up quarks or two down quarks. So you can have a pylon, which is your standard standard stuff. Um, so a meson, so you've got a muon, which is an electron. A meson is a combination of two quarks, it's short-lived. So they can only be um, flavour neutral, so it can be an up and a down. So, so the flavour, I think they've really mucked this up, just reading through to you. Particles of total isospin zero can be made from uh, one up and one down quark, an eta meson, uh, one up quark, one down quark, and an additional quark of a higher flavour. Oh yes, okay, so I do get this. So this is interesting because your ice spin, um, ah, okay. So that's where I don't quite get it. You can have um, baryons with ice spin one and zero. I take it all back because your your strange quark has a ice spin of zero. So all that they said is correct. Um, uh, so yeah, so. I say that again, I got it completely wrong. Um, and up is a half, down is minus a half projection, and all the other quarks have zero ice spin. This is just so that they can arrange it in a graphical space. They want to create a, a dimension for it, and this is for the uh, low en lower energy particle physics. So this is interesting. Isospin really is a child of the earlier um, low energy particle physics, and then they've just dumped it. Okay, so I marked that all up. So I, in my head, I had strange being half isospin. Strange has got zero isospin. Therefore, um, what I said before, scrap that. Uh, mesons um, can have half isospin. Mesons and baryons, it doesn't matter what the ice spin associated with it. It's got traditional spin. Every I particle has a spin of a half, a minus a half. How it goes, goes into it. I don't know how, how the. I don't know whether you can have spin non aligned um, protons and neutrons. It's, it's interesting. Like a, a neutron has the quarks on a. A neutron has spin. Um, uh, that's why a neutron has a magnetic field. So all these things have, have their own magnetic field and charges. So I will really make that up. I apologise. So just go through the game. A up quark has uh, I3 plus a half. A down quark have I3 minus a half. 
um, and uh, uh, what more can one say? And a, a strange quark has no ice spin. And does it correspond to anything? No, it's just a. It's like, you know, I, th I think analogy is to say it's how if you're coming in and you wanted to learn about human knowledge, would you study the Dewey Decimal System? Yes, the Dewey Decimal System would give you a guide to find something. But it wouldn't actually give you the actual structure and history of human knowledge. It would be in there, but it's, it's one of these things. It's like a geodecimal system for um, for um, atoms, isospin, whereas spin is whether it's hard cover or soft cover or something like that, large printer type. Original motivation for spin. Isospin was introduced as a concept in 1932, so really, that's just quantum mechanics was only six years old. Uh, this, is, this is with the discovery of the, the neutron, I suppose, well before the development of the quark model, which is the 1960s. Uh, the man who introduced it was Heisenberg um, to explain symmetries, the newly discovered neutron in the um, symbol. So, so that's exactly, exactly right. Uh, and that gives you an idea that it's like, um, it's a bit like a geodesal, it's a bit like the and down. The mass of a neutron and a proton is almost identical. They are nearly generate and thus called, often called neutrinos. Although the proton has a positive electric charge and the neutron is neutral. They are almost identical in all other respects. Well, I don't know. The proton has a much bigger magnetic field with it. Um, um, heavy. The strength of the strong interaction between any pair of nucleons is the same, independent of whether they are interacting as a proton or as a neutron. I suppose, yeah. So they do look, they do, a neutron does initially look like an excited um, proton. This behaviour is not unlike the electron, where the two tossable space based on the spin. Other properties of the particle are conserved in this case. Okay. Heisenberg introduced the concept of another conserved quantity that would cause the proton to turn into a neutron and vice versa. So he was thinking that the neutron is a spin-flipped proton, which is sort of like it's spin up, spin down, that's why it's, it's come across. 1937, Eugene Wigner introduced the term isospin to indicate how the new quantity is similar to spin behaviour but otherwise unrelated. So isospin means just like that spin and stuff, just like someone who's likeable. You're a person, you're just like someone I like but I don't like you. A proton and neutrons uh, were then grouped together as nucleons because they both have nearly the same mass and interact in nearly the same way. Much weaker electromagnetic interaction is neglected in particle physics. The near mass degeneracy of the neutron and proton points to an approximate symmetry in the Hamiltonian describing the strong interaction. It was thus convenient to treat them as different states of the same particle. There you go. Um, which is like there's a, there's a perturbation term uh, term in them, um, and they are identical particles. Heisenberg's particular contribution was to note the mathematical formulation of symmetry 
was in certain respects similar to the mathematical formulation spin, hence the name isospin derives. The neutron and protons assigned a doublet spin, uh, minus a half, two, or fundamental representation of SU2, the Pauli, the Pauli, this is Heisenberg's Pauli matrices. Pions are assigned a triplet spin, spin one, adjoint representation, SU3. Oh, three or adjoint of SU2. So I group that's that's group theory I don't understand. Although there is a difference in the theory of spin, the group action does not preserve flavour, specifically the group action is an exchange of flavour. That's interesting. So it's so it's it's a, a SU three symmetry. So your group operation uh, leaves it slightly differently. So a neutron and a proton, when they interact, they change into each other. Um, similar to spin half particle, which has two states, protons and neutrons were said to be isospin half. The proton and neutron were associated with different isospin projections, I3 plus and minus respectively, plus a half, minus a half. So really, essentially, uh, this is sort of like a shadow of the confusion which came with um, four. This is like our first attempt at spin is the first to say, isn't it like this? But it's a bit more nuanced to go through. Although neutron does not, in fact, have, it does in fact have a slightly higher mass due to isospin breaking. This is now understood to be due to difference in the masses of the up and down quarks that affects the magnetic interaction. The appearance of approximate symmetry is useful, even if it's not exactly whole. Small symmetry breakings can be described by perturbation theory, which gives rise to slight differences between the Dirac states. So they went in with perturbation theory. Which you can't obviously need, you need much bigger theory for like group theory. Let's see what the time is here. Okay, I'm going to have to stop this soon uh, to take my daughter into school. So I'll just. Um, go and pause this. We're coming up is the particle zoo, the example of the delta uh, barrier. So I think it's very worthwhile to uh, get going. Five. So continuing this uh, recording after a brief break. For you it's only a couple of seconds but in that time I took my daughter off to school and uh, went to this inane, sort of hard to get to uh, industrial block to get my key changed, or well, not quite, my uh, Toyota key has broken. Now, you can only break it if you've got a stroke and you don't under your, you know, don't put your thing into park, then you can move your key, otherwise it's not in there and your, your, your big muscles go poof, breaks the key. So that, that happened, I had to go in and spend $87 to get a new case for the key, and the person had to machine out the chip, put the chip in. Otherwise, it costs a few hundred dollars to replace, or if you lose the key completely, Toyota has a thing where you have to completely replace 
all the electronics. They don't have a, a reprogramming. It's not reprogrammable. So several thousand dollars, which you can buy. Do you actually buy the new car for that much <laughs> to come across? So we're back looking at ice, uh, isosphere. So it's a, it's a concept uh, which is possibly as misguided as the Bohr atom, but it's been shoehorned into service in terms of people being able to save it there. And so they have a, this number has a, a projection, there's a projection number. So there's I3, which is a, a spin um, across. Now, spin itself is a complex number, but uh, it, like it has, it, it, it is the spin itself is in complex space, but the the um, uh, Higgs particle, which is the you know the one that we're really after, the the boson, uh, actual zero spin. That's so. There's let's do it. There's spin of your top. Then there's something which has the property of the spin of the top which is atomic spins, but there's nothing actually moving in atomic spin. There's nothing movement in the place that I can take a piece and see that piece change position in time. That, that doesn't happen. It's, it's hard to mention. And so the, the general maths here is that they're looking at uh, symmetry and symmetry breaking. And there's something to break the symmetry between the neutron and the proton, which means you can see the mass beginning to, to break. So you can... You can break symmetry very weakly and you get a very small mass change. Now, <clears throat> the important thing is that the mass, extra mass of the neutron, is purely from the uh, up and down quark mass. But the up and down quark weigh almost nothing. They, they just come together so much that they create energy in it. And an atom itself uh, has a little bit of extra energy as the electrons and it's equals mc squared and so you get the gluons and the gluons are a um, are an energy field energy mass they're the um, you know it's, I've got electrostatic energy I've got nuclear energy stuck in there and uh, so they're so energetic that uh, you have these virtual uh, mesons coming in and out of existence Swapping, swapping the parity, and uh, you uh, and like so many of these things, there's the window which which we can um, work, and the actual dance floor which happens. So if you can imagine the nucleus as a stage, uh, there's the audience watching it, the outside world, and the mathemat mathematics people are in the orchestra pits and the fire exits to go in. They're, they're the same stage, same stuff. There's different ways of coming to it. So, um, and this is uh, like with all things, uh, it uh, was the first insight was hey, this is a bit like uh, electron. You know, electrons are pretty profound, and it's on the same level of profoundity. And they got the first nomenclature to come up, and then afterwards the matrix theory came up. And essentially, you know, people don't people just don't work on matrices. Yeah. Like in their everyday life, they work in a linear, they work on a linear mathematical uh, model. So people don't don't work work like this. Um, so uh, I'll just just 
continue reading here, when constructing physical theory of nuclear forces, one could simply assume that it does not depend on isospin, although the total isospin should be conserved. Fundamentally, it's it's it really isospin is an arcane bookkeeping idea. It's similar to the the, uh, the, the dot electron surrounding. It's the way to bookkeep the idea. This this idea of bookkeeping and it's sort of bookkeeping is an initial path that they see the physicists go down. The physicists realise it's no good and they depart. And then everyone says. Let's follow these physicists down this path, and they don't have the skill to move across. So you, you have these things that bore atom iso iso um, spins, possibly like this. The particle zoo. Now this is it. When they smashed atoms together, that uh, and cosmic rays and stuff like that, which is you know your your free atom smashing. You're sort of your you're defined by the geometry of things, free atom smashing. Um, uh, they didn't just get one or two, they got a completely confusing array of charged particles, different masses, everything made. It took a while to pick them up. It was a huge thing. It was about, uh, I don't know, several, I suppose you could get something like 40, 40 particles coming out. Uh, but they're all the same 40 again and again. So you you, you do a, a, a Wilson cloud chamber and you'd see certain spirals. And there would be, you know, the first couple of weeks you'd pick them all out and stuff like that. So let's read about it. And there was this thing where I misguided you. I thought uh, I confused ice spin with, um, uh, I suppose, total spin. That's like. The spin of um, so you've got spin which is one step away from our reality, which is atomic spin, which is electron spin. It's to do with something that we can sense every day, and uh, so we're, we're uh, thoroughly against um, the uh, nuclear spin. It's also very interesting about how these particles they interact through the Higgs boson. Uh, which gives them their mass, which gives them their, their huge amounts of property. Like mass is the one thing which gives the property. Like all the, if you had to pick out, out a property, mass and Newtonian physics goes together. If you didn't know the mass of everything, if the mass was variable, a, a nuclear, uh, sorry, Newtonian classical physics, school grade physics wouldn't work. But there's a whole heap of other things. Let's go. The considerations uh, would also prove useful in the analysis of meson nucleon interactions after the discovery of pions in 1947. So pion 1947 they saw short-lived things and they were the mass two-thirds the mass of a um, of a neutron or a proton or a proton we could see proton would move a certain speed, so you can see something moving at a certain speed, and you get a mass charge ratio. And you get a mass charge ratio of two thirds. Well, yeah, of two thirds. The three pions, uh, pi plus, uh, pi naught, and pi minus. So a pi plus would be a um, up quark and an anti. Uh, um, 
um, so a pi plus would be a up and an anti down. Pi zero would be the two the same. So it's it's, it's the antimatter particle that's given, and then a pi um, minus would be an anti up, which is minus two thirds, and a down, which is also minus a third, gets it to one. It could be assigned for an isospin triplet of i equals one, i three equals uh, plus zero or one. So really interesting that uh, uh, you get them. By assuming the isospin was conserved by nuclear interactions, the new mesons were more easily accommodated into nuclear theory. As further particles were discovered, they were assigned isospin multiples according to the different number of charged state steams. Uh, so that's a triplet, a doublet, a K-meson. So what is a K-meson? So K-meson is something I over half. Oh, so a K-meson must have a strange particle in it. There you go. A triplet um, I equals 1 for sigma baryons. baryons. So, um, so a, a baryon is not a meson. Uh, so uh, this would have a, another strange particle. So these would ha start to have strange, strange things in it. Or delta baryons. Now, delta baryons are, uh, are uh, you can have a delta is a, an excited neutron or proton. You can have it go across. The power of isospin symmetry of related methods comes to the observer. So isospin is a way, but I don't think you can actually... Um, I, th I think you can visualise it, but I, I can't. The, the actual um, coupling between quarks, you know how you have, well, you've got uh, orbital and spin or uh, angular momentum uh, of the same thing. It's the same, same particle, but it's got different types of angular momentum. Here, the neutron has the quarks, and the quarks, do they couple? I suppose they couple completely. Um, Okay. Um, comes families of particles with similar masses tend to correspond to invariant substases associated with irreducible Lie algebra SU2, special geometry uh, 2, SU2. It's pretty amazing. Uh, in this context, an invariant subspace is spanned by basis vectors which corresponds to particles in the family. So this is the more fundamental aspects of it. So they're, they're trying to um, express a piece of mathematics and express it with sort of coffee table talk, and people sort of get the idea. But I don't think they really. I don't think it's sort of like complex numbers. You can um, you can understand them, but you can't comprehend them. You cannot comprehend the square root of minus one. It's uh, you can understand it, but you can't comprehend it. Um, Elements corresponding to definite particle states or superposition of states can be rotated uh, into each other, but can never leave the space since the subspace is in fact invariant. So it's a subgroup. Um, this is reflective of the symmetry present. In fact, that unitary matrices will commute with the Hamiltonian means the physical quantities calculated do not change even under unitary transformations. So that's what a, a unitary group is. Is it's, it's invariant under unitary uh, transformations. So you need matrix algebra to get into into this. 
So if you don't have matrix algebra, if you don't have complex numbers, you're, you're, you're staffed, as they say in Australia. Uh, in the case of isospin, this machinery is used to reflect the fact that mathematics of the strong force behaves the same if the proton and neutron are swapped around. In modern formulation, uh, the up or the down quark. I yeah. So, so it's you could have the symmet does the symmetry work and its symmetry date doesn't work. It's broken, or if it works a little bit, it's called a weak symmetry. Example of the delta baryons. For example, the particles known as delta baryons uh, spin, um, of spin two-thirds were grouped together because they all have nearly the same mass, approximately 132 MeV per um, MeV divided by C squared. I think the uh, energy of the electron is 0.511 MeV. So that gives you the idea. And they interact nearly all the same way. So now, the delta baryon have, um, uh, they have actually a spin. So a quark has a spin and isospin, two, two properties. The, but the spin, obviously the quark is incredibly, you know, it's, you know, it's no such thing as a free, free quark. I can't ask what the diameter of a, of a free quark is because there isn't one. You know, I, people assume it's extremely small, but it's, you know, the three quarks come together and there's incredible force associated with it. But if you actually look at the mass of a free quark in space, so one would assume that if I made an up quark and fired it into the middle of deep, deep, deep space, it would you know, I could possibly make it. I don't know whether it would form an antiparticle and annihilate and turn into light. But so, so you had it there, it would have a spin associated with it. Um, okay, they could be treated as a, the difference being due to the uh, particles being in different states. Ice spin was introduced in order to be the variable that defined this different state. So ice spin is just really like an accounting variable, sort of like your footy team. It's an analogue to spin, and isospin projection I3 is associated with each charged state. Uh, since there were four deltas, four projections were needed. So, um, of spin, so isospin, well, you can imagine that, that's uh, half, um, so the actual um, I is two-thirds, so, oh yeah, and so you're giving predictions of two-thirds, a half, minus a half, minus two-thirds. Thus all deltas were said to have an isospin I302, and each individual had a charge had a different I3, i.e. delta plus plus was associated with plus two-thirds, so you could have plus plus, plus neutral minus, because the... Uh, there's a twice as much positive charge on an uh, up. So a delta 3 plus 2 thirds is 3 2 thirds. So a delta plus plus is all um, all ups. Uh, in order to do it now, they all have spin 
they have this spin going up or up. I don't quite understand what. Oh, and the, and the chromodynamics. They're different. They've got a different. All those ups have a different uh, color quantum number. So there is a, another quantum number called up. So um, you can have a delta plus is the isospin excited state. Now, so this is a proton. So you can. I, I wonder whether it would. Just, I don't know how it could decay. In the isospin picture, the full deltas have uh, of and the two nucleons are thought to be simply different states of the two particles. Hmm. Delta baryons is now understood to be made a mixture, a mix of up to th uh, of three up and down quarks. Oh, it goes on. So um, uh, plus plus is um, three ups. Plus is two ups and a down. Uh, the delta nor is like a neutron, it's up and two downs, and the delta minus is all downs. Now, the reason that, yeah, you just simply, it doesn't have sufficient the neutrons, it's got to have an excited space of, of thing. The difference in charge being the difference made up and downs, obviously. Uh, what is interesting here is so you, you get a uh, what you can here is a um, is is truly a it's called a decuplet. So you've got four deltas, um, three sigmas, two epsilons, and one s. As you add more strange quarks, the uh, amount of um, uh, the amount of I goes down and, and Q, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, so, gauge isospring symmetry. So, I myself admit that I have got a bit of a, an idea of gauge. I'm just reading through this, I hope to help you on this. Gauge isospin symmetry. Attempts have been made to promote isospin from a global to a local symmetry. So that that makes me that that hurts my head to read it. In 1954, Chen Ning Yang and Robert Mills suggested uh, that a notion of protons and neutrons, which are continuously rotated into each other by isospin, could be allowed to vary from point to point. Okay. To describe this, the proton and neutron direction in isospin space must be defined at every point, giving the local basis for the isospin. A gauge connection could then describe how the transformation of isospin along a path between two points. So this is not in space, this is in isospin space. That is, that they're not discrete points in isospin space, they connect continuously in isospin space. It's hard to understand. This uh, Yang-Mills theory describes the interacting effect of bosons, like a photon in electromagnetism. Uh, unlike a photon SU2 gauge theory, we contain self-interacting gauge bosons. The condition of gauge invariance suggests that they have zero mass, just as electromagnetism. Um, they don't. They have uh, they have gluons in the space because the symmetry breaks breaks down. It's very interesting.
Um, now, and this obviously is to do with the up having a, um, a Higgs charge which interacts with it. Ignoring the massless problems, Youngton, as Youngton did, theory makes a firm prediction that vector particles should couple all particles uh, of a given isospin, isospin universally. The coupling of a nucleon would come would be the same as the coupling of kaons, and the coupling of pions should be the same as the self-coupling of the vector bosons themselves. Uh, so, uh, a vector boson is um, the gluon, I suppose. So, a gluon is interesting. So, what is a vector boson? Um, I, yeah, I, 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 so, so a photon is a vector a vector boson because it, it's got a polarization. So a vector boson has a polarization where it's a temperature or something, a scalar, like a temperature doesn't. Um, when Aaron Mills proposed the theory, there were two candidate vector bosons. J.J. Sakurai of 1960 predicted that there should be a massive vector boson which coupled isopin and predicted that it would show universal couplings. The rho mesons were discovered a short time later and they were quickly identified as a uh, saccharized vector bosons. I think a rho meson is a meson. It is a meson. I don't think it's a, a boson. The coupling of the rho to nucleons to each other were identified to be universal as the best experiment for the mission. The fact that diagonal isospin currents contain part electromagnetic current uh, led to the prediction of the rho photon mixing concept and vector me uh, meson dominance ideas, which led to successful theoretical pictures of the GeV uh, scale photon proton nucleus scattering. So that's interesting. I, I don't know whether how much that is used nowadays. So, uh, we've got vector meson. That's what we say is nuclear um, binding is by uh, exchange, ex exchange of um, mesons inside. I wonder what the rho meson is. Okay. Qu uh, introduction of quarks. The discovery and subsequent analysis of additional particles, both mesons and baryons, made it clear that the concept of isosyn symmetry could be brought into even larger symmetry groups, now called flavor symmetry. Once the kaons and their properties of strangeness became better understood. So kaons are, um, are uh, strange mesons, aren't they? Um, it started to become clear that these two seem to be part of a large symmetry that contain isospin as a subgroup. You can say the subgroup is I can talk about spin, I can talk about isospin as a group, and then I can talk about quantum chromodynamics. I can just keep on talking about these groups which um, can transform between each other. You can get group rotation, can be defined in group. And I could talk about a physics. Um, okay. The large symmetry was named the eightfold way by Gary Gelland, who was promptly recognised to correspond to the adjunct representation of SU3. So I don't know what adjunct actually means. To better understand the origin of the symmetry, Gelman proposed the existence of up, down, strange quarks, uh, which would belong to a fundamental representation of SU3 flavour symmetry. 
Uh, in the quark model, the isospin prediction 3 followed from up and down quarks content of the particle. UUD for proton, uh, uh, UDD for a neutron. Technically, the nucleon doublet states are seen to be linear combinations of products of three particle isospin doublet states and spin doublet states, that is, spin up proton wave function in terms of quark flavor or constraints as described by. Here we go. Oh. Well, I'm just going to check here that I have got three of seven, two of seven. Ah, oh, okay. I've got another page. Oh yes. Yep. So here we go. So this is interesting. Um, the expectation of a value of a proton, or the, uh, the the ket of a proton, is one on th uh, a third on root two, because you've got to square it, it's a half, it's a half, and then uh, you've got the two because it's got 200 diagonals and minus there, of um, a series of symmetrical rotations, so they're up, down, up, 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 down, up, 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 down, to, to go through. Um, and that's a, a spin, um, uh, that's for a spin up neutron, sorry, a spin up proton, a spin down proton. It's sort of very interesting to see how this is, is done. Now, uh, I don't quite understand, um, Now this is interesting. Uh, this is the uh, quartet, and I, I look. I don't quite understand. They have a picture here of the Baron octet, and the, they have on the previous couple of pages a picture. Hmm. So I don't understand the difference between. Okay, there's different, there's up, up to five different sigmas, uh, that's with strange, you can have, I, I find that this just a little bit hard to, to go. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just can't. You can have signals are uh, a combination with the octet is the the uh, spin two thirds, the isos, oh, the spin two thirds, and the spin a half. Yeah, I'll, this it's a little bit hard for me to get into my brain, but there, I'll come reading it to you guys. Uh, here, the spin up quark is flavored arcanstate, and D downstate is the flavor arcanstate, while um, uh, eigenstates of 
the um, SZ. So the SZ stands for. Sorry, guys. Although the superstitions are technically correct way of denoting a proton and neutron, germ quark flavors and spin arcid states for brevity, they're often simply referred to as UUD and UDD. So the fact is, that someone writes this, they actually mean a combination of it. And uh, they're talking about the, the basic spin, the spin states. Of it, so they have something which uh, interacts with the vectors and the spins. Pretty amazing. Uh, the derivation above assumes exact isospin symmetry and modified SU2 breaking turns. Similarly, isospin symmetry for pions are given by uh, a, um, a pi plus is a UD. Now the um, uh, the pi naught. There are two ways of getting pi naught. You can have a um, a two up protons, two up quarks, uh, an up uh, an up um, mass. And it's interesting because pi naught. There's not two different types of pi naught. There's only one pi naught because it's a spin rotated state. So although you have up and down quarks, you've got a sp uh, they're rotated through each other. So a pi naught meson, which is a up uh, an uh, anti up minus a down down anti down uh, expectation states uh, is the way you go there. Now. I, it's interesting they've got a, um, a minus sign between there. I can't, I, I could not work that out for you. Um, and I, I, again, why they have the minus signs there for the expectation values. I, 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 I just find that hard to, unless it's complex, find hard to understand. So, in here they've got expectation so not expectation value so you've got an expectation value of the or you've got to the expectation value of something outright is with no operator in it so it's the bra and the cat and uh, where you've got the bra and the sign of the bra and the cat doesn't really mean anything because you square it anyway so I don't it's got a negative phase Although the discovery of quarks led to the reinterpretation of mesons as a vector-bound state of a quark and antiquark, it's sometimes useful to think of them as being gauge bosons of a hidden local symmetry. Well, yes, or oh, you could talk about gluons. I may read about gluons after this. Weak isospin. Isospin is similar to, but should not be confused with, weak isospin. Far out. Briefly, weak isospin is a gauge symmetry the weak interaction that connects quarks and lepton doublets of the left-handed particles in all generations. For example, up and down quarks, top and bottom quarks, electrons and electron neutrinos. By contrast, strong isospin connects only up and down quarks and acts on both chirologies, left and right, and is a global, not gauge symmetry. Well, so let's, let's I'll read that one again. So there's, so ah, so it's the isospin of the weak interaction. So weak interaction 
gets you between leptons and quarks. I'll read that paragraph again, then we'll finish up, guys. How about that? Just see. Isospin is similar to, but should not be confused with, um, should not be confused with, um, let me see. Isospin is similar to, but should not be confused with weak isospin. So there's two different types of isospin. Briefly, weak isospin is the gauge symmetry of the weak interaction, which connects quark and lepton doublets of left-handed particles in all generations. So, what is a left-handed particle? Oh my God, Father, that's so hard. For example, up and down quarks, top and bottom quarks, electrons and electron neutrinos, By contrast, strong isospin connects only up and down quarks and acts on both trilogies, left and right, and is a global, not gauge symmetry. So there you go. Um, thanks a lot for listening. I'll put this up. That's as best as I can do. And we, my friends, have to actually push our way through understanding all of this. I'll slowly get there. another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. May you discover truly amazing things, understand them and tell others. Thanks for listening.